Welcome to the Boring Shit You Need to Know About Business podcast with me, Amy Bajada. Join me and other business owners as we explore the art of being in business and challenge that notion that our financial numbers are boring. Today I'm joined by Emily Bathgate from Emily the Purist. Emily is a naturopath and in her own words, Emily is passionate about bringing you beautiful, pure products inspired by nature and natural therapies. Thanks for joining me, Emily. Thank you for having me. Um, When we first chatted about this session, you mentioned that you had two branches to your business, each of which have been impacted by COVID-19, which is our favourite topic for today. Um, (laughs) But what I wanted to know first and foremost is tell me about your business, you know, pre-COVID-19, pre-the world going crazy. Tell me a little bit about your business. Yeah. So I started my business um, quite a few years ago now, basically off the back of my mum falling ill. Um, She was diagnosed with bowel cancer when I was 18. And I started to realise that I wasn't really necessarily happy with the conventional medicine route. Um, And after having chemo and radio and surgery, she was really quite unwell. And I I realised that I I wasn't happy with that. And at the same time, I was struggling with health problems of my own. And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm really interested. I'd always been interested in natural health to some level. And I decided that I wanted to start studying to be a naturopath. So I moved away from the world of fashion that I was in before. And while I was studying, I started to build my business, started making natural products um, inspired by naturopathy and healing naturally. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I graduated back in 2018. So I am now a qualified naturopath. So I work one-on-one with my lovely clients um, and very much um, my special interest area is in treating the skin holistically. Mm-hmm. And then on the side, having the Purist Collection, which is my range of products, um, so natural skincare and lifestyle products, which I sell direct to customers, so retail direct to customers um, online, but also in my little shop front um, here in Fremantle in WA. And um, on top of that, also sell to um, wholesale stockists as well. So we've got about 40 around Australia. Wow, you certainly got a decent footprint, um, yeah. <laughs> which is always important when you've got products out in the marketplace. Can I just ask quickly, just your leap from doing natural therapy to then going straight into products, what, what was the time frame? And I, I, I can understand definitely the motivation between it, but what was the time frame between starting your course and, and getting into that before you actually started to produce your own products? Yeah, so I actually kind of did it the other way around. So I started while I was, um, I guess, researching and looking into studying natural medicine, I actually started off with candles. I was making candles. I was buying candles all the time. And I thought, okay, well, there's maybe a slightly healthier way to do this. Um, So I started making candles and sort of by chance, they just got picked up and a lot of my friends were buying them and then friends of friends were buying them. And then, um, PR companies started contacting me for to supply for fashion events and then um, places that I was a customer of started wanting to buy, um, buy and sell them themselves. Um, so it sort of fell, started happening 
sort of incidentally, I suppose, while I was studying. And then when I did start my studies, um, so that would have been six years ago now that I started studying um, or just over. And I started to expand the collection, I guess, as my knowledge grew, the collection grew alongside it. Wow, that's such an exciting story. Like I love hearing when things just all seem to come together and when you when you find that one thing in the universe that you give yourself completely to, everything else seems to morph around that and it sounds like that certainly was the right thing for you. In Thank your you. Life. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> Okay, so let's get um, one of the other things that we talked about in the same conversation when we were talking mm. about um, coming uh, on board with this conversation. You mentioned that it's been uncomfortable and inconvenient for you, mm. but that you still feel motivated and inspired. Can you talk me through that? Mm. So at the beginning, I have to be honest, I, I really had my head in the sand in a lot of ways about... You weren't alone, let me tell yeah. you. <laughs> and I think probably in a way it was partially a protective thing to say, no, 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 I'm going to be fine, my business will be fine. Um, and then I actually had a budget meeting booked with my finance lady. Um, that was four or five weeks ago now. And it was just as everything was starting to shut down and head was still in the sand. I was going into the meeting like, no, this is going to be all good. And suddenly it was not going to be all good. Yeah. <laughs> and my financial advisor just said, look, um, you need to kind of cut all your costs and prepare to not have an income for potentially six months. And what, even while I was on the call with her, I was like, yep, okay, yep, all good. <laughs> and then got off the phone and just broke down. Um, since then, I've kind of pulled myself back out of that little hole that I fell into. Um, but yes, inconvenient and inconvenient, obviously, not just for me and my business, but for my clients, my customers and my stockists as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I've seen about a 60% drop in my naturopathy clients, okay. probably more, to be honest. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that because I kind of niche um, and my special interest area is in treating skin holistically. A lot of my client base is that sort of young 18 to 25 uni student, casual hospitality worker. So they were some of the first people to lose work and income. Yes, yeah. So unfortunately they had to cancel quite early on. Yeah. Um, but then of course, a lot of my stockists are big spas and beauty therapists, um, salons, etc., cafes, and obviously they've all had to close too and will, you know, until further notice be closed for six months. Um, so they won't be placing orders either. Okay. Um, which is, yes, definitely going to be a big hit and for a sustained period of time as well. Yeah. Um, however, having said that, I, I think the prospect of losing my business and what I've worked so hard for so long for, um, I just decided, no, like I, this is not going to be the end of my business. I've got to make, make this work. And... Mm -hmm. I'm starting now, you know, sort of four or five weeks on to see some of the silver linings to the situation and that, okay, I'm going to be quieter for the next however long. 
Yep. So now I've got some time to actually spend working on things um, that I haven't had time previously to work on, finally, um, but also to start actually, re I guess, re-looking and reworking um, on the ways that I'm, I'm running my business and looking at ways that I can sort of work smarter, I guess, instead of harder. Yeah. Mm. Can I take a step back? And one of the mm. things that impressed me most about what you just said is that um, you headed straight into a budgeting meeting with your financial advisor, which a lot of businesses, some business owners don't even have yeah. um, or haven't even considered. So tell me, I can understand the pain and the suffering that came after that conversation. Yeah. Um, so you, you meet with a, a financial advisor on a regular basis in relation yeah. to your business and budgets and um, yeah. setting yourself up. That's fantastic. I think that's a really great um, point of difference. So how has that helped you through all of this, even just rethinking how you're going to cope with the, the six months or whatever it might be? What changes from a budgeting perspective do you now have to factor in that you didn't before? Yeah, so I am very, very glad that I got some help with my budget and finances because, to be completely honest with you, it's something that I'm terrible at. <laughs> um, I could probably organise for other people really well, but when it's your business, I don't know if you find the same thing, but I'm just terrible. I don't really... I mean, I, I look at the numbers, obviously, but... I don't really look at them properly. <laughs> I don't, Again, really you're not alone. You're not alone with that. <laughs> <laughs> not good at the planning, definitely not good at the budgeting. So, yes, I'm very, that's one thing that I'm really glad to have delegated to someone else who does yeah. it very well yeah. and motivates and urges me to do it better. Um, so, yes, it was actually a pre-planned meeting. So, um, yeah, I can't say that I, oh, I, I my head was very much in the sand. Yeah. about the situation anyway so it was it was pre-planned I can't take the credit for being that organized um <laughs> definitely but I yeah it it was really helpful to have as per with I guess any other meeting to have someone say Emily you need to look at this seriously for the longevity you know the longevity and the survival of your business mm -hmm. um you need to go through all of your costs and Luckily, because she's my finance lady, she had all of my business costs there and just listed off, keep this, keep this, keep this, put this on hold, pop that on hold, um, don't spend, you know, any unnecessary money whatsoever. Yep. And prepare, you know, for the worst, really. Yeah. Um, in that you might not have any income and then any income that you do happen to have, great, you know, take that and hold on to it. Great. That's really good advice. Um, I guess what I'd like to know now that we're living in unprecedented times, and if there's anything that COVID-19 is um, making known to us business owners, mm. that it's time to shake things up a bit. So tell me a bit about, we've heard how it's impacted your business, but what have you changed from an operations perspective that um, is now, I guess, allowing you to still work. You mentioned that you're working on things that you hadn't been able to get to. Um, are these new projects that are in place? Are you moving online? What's what's the go with your business now? 
Yeah, so I've always had the products online. It kind of um, started as an online store. Mm-hmm. So that that was a fairly simple transition for me, which is great. Um, the naturopathy, seeing my naturopathic clients one-on-one, I've always done face-to-face and I've always been aware that there's a lot of naturopaths who are working online and that um, seems to kind of be a big movement with practitioners moving online yeah. and I've always gone oh great you know great for them that they've got the freedom and the flexibility but for me I it was something that I had never considered um I'm not even 100% sure why to be honest with you I, qu- I quite like working face-to-face with clients I suppose mm-hmm. but yes when all of these happened um obviously wanted to keep working with the people that I could still keep working with and amazingly there are resources to now be able to work um, with my clients one-on-one so my patient management system were very quick to install telehealth into their system so it's all um, built in within my patient management system and, and very safe and secure which is great so I can continue to work with my clients which is yeah something that's really important to me because I'd hate for all of this to cause them to have to put their progress completely on hold um, and then put their health on hold, you know, and especially at a time like this where stress is at an all-time high and then the impacts that we're seeing of that on health as well. Um, So, yes, it's I've been quite fortunate that my business was fairly simple to move to online. Um, But I think another great thing is, like I was saying before, looking with my budget and my financial advisor and looking at all of the expenses that were coming out on a regular basis and now having to put them on pause or put them on hold or cancel them completely for now, I think it's actually, it's been a really helpful exercise and probably not one that I would have done otherwise. Um, And now that I'm not paying all of those things, I'm thinking, okay, well, what moving forwards, you know, once things are back to normal, if they ever are, um, do I need to keep paying for all of those things? Or is there a way that, yeah, I can, like I said earlier, work smarter um, and keep keep costs streamlined yeah, and start to look at increasing my margin, which is something that I've been needing to do for a while anyway. Um, and, yeah, how can I do that now? Fantastic. And it sounds great that you you seem to be all over your information and that you're very familiar with it. And I guess having someone take care of part of that for you is fantastic. Um, but even more so that as a business owner, you're still familiarizing yourself with the workings of your business. And so it makes it easy when you need to identify what costs are associated, what makes sense and what doesn't. And then going forward, it's kind of enlightening when you kind of go, okay, did I really need all of that? So yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Wow. That's a, it's exciting um, to think that you've, you've got those flexibilities, which is fantastic. How are your customers, especially the ones that are one-on-one with you, because mm. it's so important from a skin perspective, like you said, to keep up their treatments. They've come yeah. so far. The last thing they want to do is to revert back. So how are they accepting the telehealth? I mean, they have to anyway, but are they work? is that working well for them or are they still finding that there's a big gap for them? 
No, they've been really receptive to it, actually. It's been great. Um, and I think something that I've always struggled with, and I don't know whether it's so much from a business perspective or it could just be more a personality thing, but I've always struggled a little bit with setting boundaries with my clients. Mm. I'm a very empathetic person and um, I'm, a, I'm a caregiver. You know, that's why I'm in the industry that I'm in. Yeah. Um, so having that separation has actually been really helpful for my boundaries as well which I think in the long run is actually really going to be beneficial for my clients as well when they're still going to have my support obviously um but yeah establishing those boundaries so that it's clearer for them I think as well is yeah hopefully going to be really helpful too I can see why you're inspired by this time like it really (laughs) it it allows you to look inwards challenge yourself challenge what you're capable of and where you'll go in the future can I ask, will you continue to do telehealth long after we don't have to, potentially? Yeah, absolutely. I am quite lucky. I've got clients who come from all around mm. Perth um, and some who drive even sort of an hour to come and see me, which is really, wow. really wonderful. But having the opportunity moving forwards to see them face to face, which I love. And I think especially with skin is quite important to some extent for them, um, you know, to be able to to come here so that I can fully see what's happening because, you know, there's only so much detail in the skin that you can see from, from a video. Um, but yeah, allowing them that flexibility, but also allowing for more access as well so even for clients who are not in Perth at all and you know potentially being able to widen um, my reach and yet make things more accessible for people too um, for my clients and something else that I'm working on is other online um, I guess methods of working with me without necessarily working Mm one-on-one so something that I was working on already was a course so I'm still working away on that now that I've actually got some free time which is great but looking at other ways as well and other resources and platforms and things that clients can work with me um from yeah and just making that more accessible in in various ways yeah it's almost like the technology god said if you were ever challenging whether we were going to do this now you are <laughs> like it's gonna happen regardless <laughs> yeah but it opens things up for you like you said you know your footprint gets wider even though it was wide to begin yeah. with but um it allows you to reach more people and do what you love um on a wider scale so that's fantastic yeah. um can i ask if you could go back to just a moment before all of this before any of this was known what would you do differently to ensure that you were prepared for something like this if possible and is that something that you're already starting to implement going forward yeah that's a really good question um i'm a little bit of a woo-woo type person (laughs) i love my science but i do also love a little bit of woo-woo and i i'm one of those people who thinks that if you go back and change anything it would it be, you know, would the lessons that have come from this, would I have learnt them? Um, Would the positives that have come from this, would they have come from it if I I didn't? If if I, you know, changed one tiny thing. But I think also at the same time, it's really hard for anyone. I would be amazed if anyone had been prepared 
for this. Mm. I think that you can definitely be prepared for things to go wrong. And yes, in hindsight, I think probably um, my attention could have been more on, okay, what if I fall sick or what if I have an accident or something impairs my ability to be able to run my business. And I think to an extent, um, as a business owner, you know, you, you, I mean, definitely for me, I think for a lot of people would relate as well that we open our business for a sense of freedom. And for the first X number of years, there is absolutely no freedom. You spend 24 seven on and in your business. It's a big lie. It's a big yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But there's this elusive sense of in the future at some point, you know, and that's what keeps us going. I think a lot of the time. And yeah, how I was already kind of thinking, especially this year, one thing, and I don't know whether maybe I put it out to the universe that I, I needed something to sign me into the direction that I needed to go, but I'm <laughs> already starting to think about, okay, how can I start to make changes within my business where if I'm not here running it, you know, and yeah, whether I'm sick or whether I've had an accident or whether I'm actually just on a holiday. Yeah how can my business keep running? How can I keep making money and keep supporting my clients and keep supporting my customers and keep stocking my, my stockists um, if I'm not physically doing it? Yeah. 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 No, that's fantastic. Great answer because you're right. It's not like anyone can really plan for this sort of stuff, but you know, if you've got, it sounds like you've got like from a financial perspective in particular, you've got, your financial advisor there anyway, who's providing that level of support. So those sorts of things would have been um, in place uh, anyway. So well, that's great. Um, from a cash flow perspective, yeah. uh, if you're happy to talk about it, how's yeah. so your business has changed dramatically, obviously a lot quieter. Yeah. Um, the government are throwing a whole stack of money at businesses, which I yeah. certainly think has helped and, whether you love it or you hate it, uh, it must be a really tough decision for our government to have to make any of these. And I'm yeah. certainly not wanting to be in that position, but no. <laughs> are you finding that it's going to help you? It's going to support you to continue to at least stay well throughout this. And well, when I talk about well, I talk about the healthier business to yeah. be able to come out the other side because that's the whole plan, I think, with all of this. So yeah. tell me a, bit, a little bit about that. Yeah. So cash flow wise, obviously, yeah, having that meeting beforehand um, or as it was sort of all kicking off, I suppose, was very helpful. And yes, quite quickly implementing changes to stop my spending. Mm -hmm. So my outgoings stopped, which actually in terms of looking at my business bank account actually looks quite great. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've got this cash that's not moving outwards. Um, and at the same time, and quite interestingly and almost unexpectedly, and I don't know whether it's because I'm more in that sort of self-care um, industry, I suppose, my retail sales actually started to go up. Wow. Um, so I actually have money come, some money coming in and less outgoings. Fabulous. So cash flow wise, it actually looks okay. But I think, and something that every time I look at it for a little second, I get sort of trapped in this thought of, 
I'm actually doing fine. (laughs) But then it's remembering that apart from a few retail sales, my income, you know, although my outgoings have stopped, my income to an extent has also stopped. So I don't suddenly have a heap more cash that I can start spending because I've not got the money coming in. So it's just kind of sat and I need to keep it sat there because I don't know when my income is going to return to the way that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the government support, I think it's amazing and I'm, I'm really grateful that, you know, we do have options. And I know a lot of my friends in business are really, some of them heavily relying on this. Mm-hmm. So I think it's great that it's there as an option for us. So as a sole trader, um, I did explore job seeker, but unfortunately that didn't work for me. My partner is still at the moment touch wood working um, and with his income considered I wasn't eligible. Mm-hmm. So then job keeper is the next thing that I'm exploring. So I'm actually meeting with my accountant um, tomorrow about that um, to get her help because I'm in a bit of an interesting predicament whereby my business today is very different to how it was even last year. Um, And I was actually set to double my income this year. And in the last sort of three years, I've actually been consistently doubling my income, which is great as my, as my business grows. And that's, you know, my intention to continue to do that. Um, But in terms of comparing (laughs) this quarter just gone to the one last year it looks like I'm way up because in a sense I am because my business is like I said completely different I'm seeing more clients than I was last year and I've got more stockists than I did last year um so it's yeah in terms of the job keeper it's a a tricky one so I think it's going to be more planning for um future loss so yes, um, again, if the job keeper does kick in, that's going to be helpful to, you know, continue to pay those outgoings that I can't stop paying because yes, it would be great to go, okay, any outgoing stop, but I'm still paying for my lease. So I've got a, a warehouse production space, which is also where I run my shop front from. Um, and they've been amazing in trying to be as helpful as they possibly can. And I'm lucky that unlike a lot of people that I've spoken with, that yeah. they are able to offer some kind of leniency in terms of lease, but I still need to pay that if I want to keep my space, which I desperately do. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, continuing to pay my own bills as a as a sole trader, um, you know, just to, to live, to be able to buy groceries, to find toilet paper when I can. <laughs> We're I saving that. money because you don't have to buy toilet paper. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so hopefully it will be really helpful. Great. And obviously there's that um, option to take out our super as well, although course, yeah. I'm hoping I can leave that as an absolute last resort. Um, so, yes. yeah, fingers crossed. Wow, it sounds like you've you've got all your ducks in a row. Um, even <laughs> no, it it really does, and it you know even though it just feels like it's it's all over the place. It sounds like you not you're all over the place. The whole <laughs> world is all over the place. Yeah. It sounds like you've certainly got the right people that you're talking to with your accountant there, and that support that you need, and getting and asking the right questions. Yeah. Um, so my last question to you mm-hmm. is. 
you do have some beautiful products and services. Um, tell us a little bit about your isolation pack, given that that's yeah. uh, topical. Yes. So I've got um, two little packs that I put together of my products to, yeah, help people survive isolation. So the first one is like a, a standard self-care pack. So you've got the Relax Soak, which is my bath salt, um, which are beautiful. It's actually one of my favourite products. I feel like I say that for all of the products. Though, so <laughs> in the second I say that something else is my favourite. <laughs> it's like a mum being asked to pick oh, up. Kids. Um, so the bath salts and then little tin candle um, of choice. So we have five fragrances in the collection. So the buyer can pick their, their fragrance. Um, and then the clay mask as well. Um, another favourite. <laughs> um, so yes, for the ultimate self-care evening. And I think I've actually written in the product description that I highly recommend adding a glass of organic wine to go with. Of course, of course. <laughs> perfect, perfect yeah. plan. Um, and then there's the morning routine pack. So something that I was talking to a few people about and, and realised the importance of, and I think even from a personal level, my morning routine has been essential to my ISO survival. Of course. Getting up every morning and getting dressed and even putting my makeup on or doing my hair. There's even been a couple of times I've curled my hair, which I never normally do. Um, <laughs> it just is so important in setting you up for the day because, yeah. yeah, especially after that initial budget meeting, I spent most of my time in bed and I couldn't get up and I didn't want to get up and, yeah, that was not an enjoyable way to live. So. Okay. The morning routine pack was kind of born out of that. Um, so it can hopefully help other people. So it's got the hand and body wash in there. So take it in the shower with you. It's got those um, lovely energizing essential oil blends in there. So lemongrass and, and citrus to really wake people up and refresh them. Um, and then some wake up tea, which is my green tea um, adaptogenic herbal tea blend nice. um, and then the facial toning mist as well to kind of refresh and pop, pop some pep in the step I suppose for the day. <laughs> yeah I, I tend to agree with you just getting up and just doing what you've done and making sure that you start the day right definitely put you in the right mindset but sometimes you need to go through that moment where you can't drag your butt out of bed and need to re rejig your thoughts um yeah. so that's that from a mental health perspective is just as important so those packs sound fantastic and i just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today um and yeah it's it's been a pleasure learning about your business and i'm so excited to see what's next for you because i certainly think it's uh, a real silver lining out of all of this so thank you so much i really hope so yeah thanks yeah Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Boring Shit You Need to Know About Business podcast. I'm Amy Bajada and I'll see you next week.